You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Turn your Bible to the book of Luke, chapter 8. Luke, chapter 8. If you are there, um, book of Luke, chapter 8. But as you see in the video, we'll be heading to the country of Nepal. We don't need visa or anything. I'm a citizen in Nepal. I can have only one citizenship, so I give up my U.S. citizenship to be with my people. So I'm a Nepali. I don't need visa or any language or culture. That's where my comfort comes in, all right? And rice and bean, all those kind of things. I'm excited about going back. Uh, we started our deputation in the month of August last year. Miss Joanna, your father-in-law, or your brother, church was our first church we went to in August last year. Now we are in 75%. We, it came, God really blessed us with great meeting, and people are behind us left and right, and praise the Lord for that. And we will be heading to the Nepal in the beginning of next year. So pray for us, for my, especially for my wife and the baby. That will be the prayer request we'll have, okay? And we'll go to Nepal and start the church. We'll be working with Brother Mega for one year. And we'll be helping him with different things. And after one year, we'll be planting our first church. Now we are the look. Church planting missionary, all right? We have goals and vision for later, but we will be starting church before anything. That's where our heart is. And later in future, we want to have an orphan home, Bible college. We have a lot of vision, but we have to start one step at a time. So that's where we are. But thank you again for having us. If you can stand one more time for the reading of God's word, we'll appreciate that one more time. So I can see some people already getting sleep. It's not a night yet, okay? But Luke chapter 8, verse 22. We're going to read from verse 22 to 25 quickly. And if you are there, say amen. amen. And the Bible says, Now it came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, well, uh, No, he, uh, he went with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forward. Verse 23 says, But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water, and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of water, and they ceased, and there was calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commanded even the wind and the water, they obey him. I want to preach a message Tonight, called Traveling with Jesus Christ. As a Christian, we need to learn to travel with Him. And I will be preaching on that line. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity. Lord, I need you. I can do nothing without you, Lord. I need you so, so, so much, Lord. Be with me. Help me to say exactly what you want me to say. Be with the people. Open their heart, Lord. Help them to get something from your word. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Bless this church. Bless the pastor. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may say it. Folks, let me tell you this before I start preaching. I'm from Nepal. I came to U.S. in 2015 in August, 
And my English language has been learning from that moment. That's a wrong grammar, already happened, all right? But I have been learning English from 2015, August, all right? So I came long way. My wife looks at me all the time and she goes like, eh, wrong kind of thing. So I have to look out constantly what's going on. But let me tell you, but I can speak Nepali and Hindi pretty well. Two languages I can speak like none of the business. Let me tell something in Nepali before you judge me, all right? That's how Nepali sounds like. And I'm very comfortable talking with that. But that's John 3.16, all right? That's the boss everyone knows. That's how you speak. So if you don't understand my English and if you complain, I'm going to start speaking in Nepali. Good luck with that, all right? <laughs> but... As you come to this chapter, Luke chapter 8, you know the story of Jesus Christ. He came to this earth to save you and me and praise the Lord for that. Oh yeah, this earth was an perfect place. Heaven is a perfect place. He could have stayed there. But for the sake of your, your sake and my sake, he came to this earth to die for our sin. And praise the Lord for that because we are on our way to heaven. If you have asked Jesus to come to your heart, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, the Bible says. Hey, may I tell you, I'm saved and I'm on the way to heaven. But once you get saved, it's time to travel. If you look at the story of Jesus Christ preacher, he traveled from place to place. He preached the gospel. He provides the food. That's how we know he was a Baptist, by the way. And he travels and does miracles after miracles, but he always travels from place to place. May I tell you, in our Christian life, we need to learn to travel. Once you get saved, it's time to travel. Time to travel somewhere in your Christian life. May I tell you, Christian life is not just about getting saved, but going somewhere with Jesus Christ. Because he has wonderful things for you and for me. And I want to travel with Jesus Christ. Do you want to travel with Jesus Christ? But let me tell you, but as a Christian, when we travel with Jesus Christ, Every Christian have to go through five things. I, I want to talk with you. Five things every Christian have to go through when you are traveling with Jesus Christ. Number one, the call of the Savior. That's the number one. In verse 22, the Bible says, right here in verse number 22, let us go over onto the other side of the lake. Did you see that? That's a call. Yeah. Hey, we had good time. We had fun. We ate. We see miracles. But it's time to go somewhere where it's need. And that's the same thing with our church. Hey, may I tell you, church, there is always need. There is people searching for something. And you know what they're searching for? Jesus Christ. And we have the answer when we need to travel and tell them about it. Let me tell you the background, what's going on in Luke chapter 8. At the beginning of the chapter, they have been traveling. And as you know, there is always so many people following Jesus Christ. When you have truth preacher... By the way, there is always people following you. They are want that truth, just like you and I did. Because Jesus is the truth. And may I tell you, they finally come to Luke chapter 8 on the top of the mountain. The Bible says there is a seashore, there is a lake down there. And Jesus says, all right, let's sit down. And they are in the top of the mountain, all right, having good time. So Jesus prays. By the way, Jesus always prays. That's the thing. If we have ministry in our church, if that ministry is not preaching the gospel, I don't believe that ministry should be there. Sure. Because anyone can do that things. But as a church, our focus is gospel. And Jesus does that. Always preach the gospel, provides the food, heals the sick, all kind of miracles. And Jesus says, hey, we have fun. Let's go. Let's go to the other side of the lake. That's a call of the Savior. And may I tell you, in our Christian life, 
everyone is called to do something for Jesus Christ. I'm called to be a missionary. I sacrifice my U.S. citizenship to go to Nepal. Not for people or anything, for Jesus Christ. Because he is my ultimate. People are just a bonus. I get to serve for Jesus. But may I tell you, I'm called to be a missionary. Your pastor is called to be a pastor. Someone is called to play piano. Someone to sing songs. Someone to go visitation. Someone to, so everyone to go soaring, by the way. So there is call after call. What's your call tonight? Are you hearing Jesus calling something? Are, do you know what Jesus wants you to do? Because everyone is, I really believe everyone is called to do something for the Lord. But are you hearing the call? Folks, there is need after need. But what are you doing about it? Amen. The call. Everyone is here to, everyone is called to do something. But when you hear the call of Jesus Christ, sometimes you have to leave the crowd. Because not everyone is there for the right reason. Just like these people, thousands of people, preachers following Jesus Christ. Yeah. But not everyone was there for the right reason. And in our sources, folks, sad to say, but not everyone is here for the right reason. So don't wait someone to jump on the board. Jump it right away. When Jesus calls it, jump it. So that's the number one, the call. When you are traveling with Jesus Christ, number one, you see the call. I have to move a little bit. I can say a lot of things about that, but I don't have time. But the number two, when you are traveling with Jesus Christ, the commitment of his servant. There was thousands of people right there. The commitment. The commitment. I'm willing to do this. Here am I, Lord. Send me. Where am I? Use me. And that's the same thing. There is thousands of people but only few were committed. Only few. When Jesus said, let's go to the other side of the lake, not everyone jumped on the board, folks. Right. Not everyone. And that's a Christian life. Sometimes in our Christian life, Jesus will call you to do something, but not everyone will jump with you. Right. Pastor will some have vision and goal. We want to have a building pond, or let's send more missionary, or let's do something for our children, for next generation. Not everyone will be on the board. Not everyone will have a commitment. Have a commitment because when I marry my wife, I have a commitment. Till death do us part. That's a commitment I made to my wife. A commitment. And may I tell you, Jesus has committed 100% for you and me. He came from heaven to die for you and me. He could have come to this earth and seen all this sinful man like me. This idiot, I don't want to die for him. He just keep messing up. He could have said that, right? I'm an idiot. I know that. <laughs> Mess up same thing again and again. My wife reminds me often. All right? <laughs> Just kidding. He still loves me. But he could have done that. But he have a 100% commitment for you and me. He died for us. If he have died for us, why don't we live our best life for him? He didn't tell us to die for him. He told us to live for him. So why don't we do that, folks? Why don't we live our best life for Jesus Christ? He already did everything for you and me. He gave 100%. We don't even give 1% to Jesus Christ sometimes. And that's so sad. Yes. One day, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, we don't even make it sometimes. What a sad story. Traveling with Jesus Christ. When you are traveling with Jesus Christ, number one, you see the call. Number two, you are, see the commitment. But you know what the Bible says? They launch. They launch forward. The Bible says they launch. And do you know what the Bible says? There is no detail given in. They launch. But they don't know how long the ride, what they eat on the ride. Is there McDonald's in the ride? Is there Taco Bell in the ride? Come on. Starbucks in the ride. Who's going to ride with us? What's going to happen after the ride? 
No detail is given in that chapter anywhere in the Bible. And may I tell you, when you have call and sometimes you are committed to God, God doesn't show everything in our life. That's why He is our God. If we know everything in our life, folks, why do we need God? Right? That's why we need God. Christian life, sometimes maybe you are called to preach, sometimes maybe you are called to pastor, maybe God called you to be a missionary. I don't know what God has called you to do. Maybe you are wondering, I don't know how I'm going to do, how it's going to happen. Just have a commitment. Have a commitment. Give your commitment to God. Renew your commitment. God, I live my life, but I want to renew my commitment. I want to serve you. Give that to God. Man, what a wonderful day that will be. So when you are traveling with Jesus Christ, number one, you see the call. Number two, you see the commitment. Number three, now this is the hard one, all right? The crisis at sea. The crisis, the difficult at sea. The difficult. I have to make different words so people can understand, all right? Because the English is a problem. The crisis. May I tell you, verse, let's see, verse number 23. Let's read verse number 23. The Bible says, verse number 23, But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and there was a problem. Do you see that? There was a problem right here. There came down a storm of wind on the lake, and there, they were filled with water. With, we're in jeopardy, in danger, that means. They're in danger. Sometimes when we have commitment, man, folks, things are going to come to your life. Things after them. You may say, Brother Beam, I am called, I'm committed, I'm on the board, I'm ready to serve God. And what, explain me, why is there lightning? Why is there thundering? Why is there fatherhood problem? Why is there finance problem? Why is there famine problem? Problem after problem after problem, that's going to come to your life. Because Christian life is not easy sometimes. But the good thing is, whether it's easy or no, we still have to travel with Jesus Christ. That's a Christian life. Things are going to come to your family, friends, finance, folks. Problem after problem, things are going to come. Trial is going to come to your life. The crisis is always there. Just like these people, they jump on the board, they are committed, they are going, and the crisis hits. Sometimes it looks like those people who are serving the Lord get the heat most. They get in trouble all the time. You wonder why sometimes. Devil, the flesh... The world, right. after you all the time. Right. The crisis is going to come. The crisis is going to come. Things are going to come to your life. And people are going to come and head. As a child, when I was growing up, you're talking about the crisis I went through. Sometimes I didn't know what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to drink. I don't know how I'm going to survive. You're talking about trafficking. A lot of people getting sell. I By the grace of God, I'm here tonight because of what God protect me from those things. I could have gone long time ago, could have gone to jail, could have gone to somewhere in life. But praise Lord, save me from all those crises. What life, what's your crisis? What are you going through tonight, ma'am? What are you going through, sir, tonight? Do you, have you gone through crisis before in your life? Is your family okay? Because crisis is going to come to everyone's life, whether in past or present or the future, preacher. We know that. And when we go to Nepal, we know we're going to go through crisis. That's not an easy place. If you want an easy life, live in America. Lord, better life. But there is no better place than God's will. No better place. 
The Christ is going to come to your life. When you are traveling with Jesus Christ, you see the call, you see the commitment, you see the crisis. But not only that, the fourth thing, the good news is the comforter during the storm. The comforter. The comforter. Verse number 24 says, And they came to him and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of water, and they ceased, and there was come. Praise the Lord for our comforter. He's always there. He's always there. He's willing to help you and me. He never moved. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's an unchanging God. The problem is you and me. Sometimes we think we, instead of running to comfort and master, master, we perish. We run to our family, friends, pastor, father, mother. There's nothing wrong with that. But the comforter is the answer. Jesus is the answer. We run everywhere. I run sometimes. I have a problem, preacher. And I'm young. I'll run everywhere. I'll run to my wife. I'll run to all my friends. I'll run to my father-in-law, everything. And nothing happens. And I say, let's go and pray. What an idiot, right? Should have started right there, could have gone. And there goes Jesus' answer all the time. Hey, they ran to the comforter. Master, master, we perish. God help us. We better run to Jesus Christ because he's the answer. Folks, may I tell you, as a young man, I learned to lean on him. I look my life back. Where could, I, could have my life been if I have not given my life to Jesus Christ? Christ. I'm all in. I want to serve God and I want to just do what he wants me to do. I live my 18 years of my life in vanity with bitterness, unthankfulness, talking about bitterness. By the way, bitterness will kill you. Be careful. Be careful. That's the number one root problem in Christian life. Unthankfulness and bitterness. Be careful, folks. I live my life that way. Not pretty. But they ran to Jesus Christ. Master, master, we perish. But when they ran to Jesus Christ, preacher, they have to remember three things. Number one, they forget his presence. He was always right there next to them. As I say, he was always there. They forgot about Jesus Christ. Yes, the crisis was there. The difficult was there. But the Jesus Christ himself was there. He was there. And in our Christian life, folks, sometimes, he's always right there. And we forget about his presence. He's always there, brother. We just have to go there. Amen. Second thing they forget is about his promise. Right. What does the Bible says in verse 22? Let us go to the other side of the Amen. lake. Amen. When Jesus said we're going to go to the other side of the lake, you're not going to drown on the middle of the lake. <laughs> That's just a simple English, by the way. I understand that. <laughs> All right? So here's the thing. God has promised us so many things from the beginning, from Genesis. When Adam and Eve sinned, he's going to send, stole already. He gave a promise. I'm going to send my son to die for your sin. Guess what? He has always fulfilled. He's not a liar like you and me. He always does that. Right. I'm sorry, but that's our sin. He always fulfilled his promise. And may I tell you, when you go through the crisis, remember the promise. There is so many promises throughout, almost like 40,000 or 4,200 something, promise after promise after promise throughout the Bible. Go and look the promise. What? Because God can lie. He can do that. They forget his presence. They forget his promise. The third thing they forget is his power. Preacher, that's not the first time they have been traveling with Jesus Christ. 
God has done so many things, miracle after miracle, walk in the water, make water to wine, all kinds of miracles, food. You're talking about all kinds of things Jesus has done. Power after power after power. He has done so many things. And that's the same way we in our Christian life. Sometimes God has done so many things in our lives. He has shown power after power. And the smallest thing comes to our life and we act like, Oh God, I'm going to die! You know, that's the way we act. Forget about We forget about his power. Just like they have forgot his power. Don't forget. The comforter is always there. He is always there. He was willing to help. But it's up to you and me what we're going to choose to do. What are we going to choose to do? Hey, when you are traveling with Jesus Christ, you see the call, the commitment, the crisis, the comforter. Now, this is the last point, and this is my sermon, okay? The calming reward. The calming reward on the other side of the lake. What happened? What happened? Because there was thousands of people who decide, I'm not going to jump on the boat. Hey, that's too hard. I am not going to go. I'm going to stay right here. That looked too difficulties. That looked too scary. I'm going to sit here, preacher. You guys do whatever you want. You want building fund? You go and do it. You want missionary to go to Nepal or Africa or wherever? You guys do it. You want our children to have a, some gymnasium or something for next generation? You guys do it. So this lot of people, by the way, they didn't want it to jump in the boat. They decided to stay on the seashore, on the sideline. They were not playing. They are in the sideline. And may I tell you, these people saw those boats going, and this boat is going, and the storm comes, and man, looks really bad. Yeah. And they are right here. These people are giving high five. Oh, we made the right choice. I'm glad I'm here. I'm not there. They're going to die. And it looked like that. But they have no idea, folks, from verse 26 to 56. I don't have time to read. If I read, it's going to be whole night. So I'm not going to do that. But when you go home, read it. It's that same passage. It's on the Matthew chapter 8, Mark chapter 5. You go and read, combine together. Gospel, when you combine together, it brightens your light, all right? You understand more because it's together. When you put together, it has so many details given, everything. Sometimes people ask, oh, it have problem. No, it doesn't have problem. You didn't read carefully. May I tell you, go home and read from verse 26 to 56, Mark chapter 5, Matthew 8. Go and combine together. But there is reward after reward after reward. Hey, then may I tell you, these people miss everything on the board. Yes, there was storm. There was difficulties. A lot of things was happening, but Jesus wakes up and saw the storm, difficulties, and all kind of things. And he says, stop! The storm was stopped. You see the power over the deep right here. Yeah. That's the reward because they travel with Jesus Christ. But the reward didn't stop right there, folks. They go to the other side of the lake, and there is a demon possessed guys. He has a chain that cannot be broken. The Bible says he's a naked, he's a psychopath. No one likes to be friend with him. He's running everywhere. And may I tell you, Jesus comes to his life. Life, brother, and cast that demon out of his life. You see the power over the demon because they travel with Jesus Christ. But the reward didn't stop right there, preacher. After that, they made a name Jairus. Jairus have a daughter, and the Bible says he is almost dead. So Jairus come to Jesus, says, Jesus, come to my house. My daughter is dying. I want you to come and heal my daughter. Jesus said, Okay, Jairus, we're gonna go to your house. On the way to Jesus' house, Jairus' house, they were met with a woman having an issue. Birth. 
of blood for 12 years. She tried all kind of doctor, nothing helped. She tried all kind of medicine, nothing helped. Michael, you did she try all kind of things in her life, nothing helped. But Jesus comes on her way, and the Bible says she touched the hem of his garment, and her disease was cured. You see the power over the diseases, power over the deep, power over the demon, because they choose to travel with him. Finally, they go to Jairus' house, and the daughter is dead. You may say it's not worth following Jesus Christ, but may I tell you, he comes to Jairus' house and rose that daughter from the dead. You see the power over the dead. May I tell you, there is nothing God can do, Jesus can do in your life and my life. He is in control. He knows everything about you and me. We just have to travel with him. We just have to travel with him. May I tell you, these people miss all the reward they could have seen. These people may say, oh, preacher, these people, I, I, I wish Christian people understand what's, what's the benefit of traveling with Jesus Christ. There was reward after reward after reward if you just choose to travel with him. When we miss out, I've been to that side of the board and this side of thing. Sometimes God gives you the front seat to sit and watch what he can do to your life. But instead of thanking him, we complain about everything. We complain. We murmur, we fuss about everything. May I tell you, Christian, we want to see miracle. Amen? Yes? We want to see miracle. But we don't want to go through the difficulties. We don't want to go through crisis. How can you see miracle without crisis? If everything is going great in your life, where do, where do you want God to show you something? Sometimes you see, oh, God is doing so much things at pastor life and his family life. God is doing so much things on youth pastor, assistant pastor. God is doing so much things on your life. And I wonder, why is God not doing anything on your life? Why is God not doing anything on my life? Am I maybe sitting on the... Right here, Peter? Huh? Maybe I must, am I sitting right here? May, because if I was on the front seat where God gave me, I could have seen all those things. Right. So here's the bottom line. We, if we are saved people, it's time to travel with him. Not one person, not five person, give it 100%. Live your life and do what God has called you to do. You're going to see blessing after blessing after blessing. We have so much things for you and your family. You may say, some of you may say, oh, Brother Beam, I'm too old. You think so? What's going to happen to your children or your grandchildren if you don't finish your course? Yeah. Right. It's a big deal, preacher. It's a big deal. It's my generation. My kids is coming on my way. If I don't do what I'm supposed to do, what's going to happen to my kids? Because I'm fighting for now next to my kids. Because my kids matters. Someone need to fill the gap. Everyone have something to do. Folks, run your race, finish your course, keep the faith, just like Paul say. Let's do it together. Let's travel with him. I don't know what God has called you to do tonight, but are you hearing the call? If you are committed, maybe you need to renew your commitment, some of you. God, I've been doing this, but I, need to, I, I don't want to come to you and renew my commitment. Maybe you are going through the crisis. I don't know what you're going through in your life, but the comforter is always there. Run to him. Run to him. But 
folks, one day we're going to go to heaven and see reward after reward. I don't want to go to heaven and just stand before God and, oh, beam, you made it. Is that it? Where is my reward? Where is my reward? I want that reward. Well done, a good and faithful servant. Here's a crown after crown after crown. Oh, folks, there is so much things for you and me. Let me make an application and I'm done, preacher. Thank you so much for being patient. Faith promise giving. We all know about it. You guys have faith promise giving, preacher? Okay, mission giving, mission giving, mission giving. Sometimes your pastor will say, oh, Charles, we're going to have um, another missionary. We, we're going to give to mission. And sometimes God will give that number to you. That's a call. And you are committed, oh, God, I'm going to give this much towards mission. That's a commitment. And the crisis is going to come to your family. Sometimes house breaks down. Sometimes cars break down. Sometimes you have some problem, trap, oh, speeding ticket, all kind of things going to come. That's a crisis. But the comforter, the one who gave you that number, will always provide. You can never outgive God, preacher. Never outgive God. As a missionary, we gave towards mission more than anything. And God has blessed us so greatly, so greatly. Try it, try it. God doesn't give you always money, but always he bless you with something else. But one day, on heaven, reward after reward because of this. I want that reward, do you? Here's a missionary. We got called from God. We are committed to go to Nepal. We know we're going to go through crisis. We're going to go through crisis. We know who call us. We know who call us. I can rely on my money. I can rely on something. I have to rely on my call because that's what God called me to do. But one day, the reward we're going to get, fruit. Fruit after fruit after fruit. What a day that will be. Here's our eyes closed, everyone. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you so much for this faithful church. We have a vision and he has a goal. Bless them, Lord. If there is someone who have heard the call and they have not surrendered their life, help them to have a commitment. Maybe someone need to come to altar and renew their commitment. Now we're going to all go through crisis, but help us to run to you, comforter, Lord. You are our comforter. If God is all I have... I have all I need. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.